Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And And we we are are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday. Thank you all for joining us back for another week. Thank you for joining us live. This was unexpected. Usually we would announce it or whatever the case may be, but this that we're going to be speaking on today, we said, nope, we need to go live for this. So just like we do every week, we we cannot tell you and go forth with Marriage Mondays with the Kings unless we thank our sponsors and tell you about our amazing sponsors of the show. First up, we have Hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Now, Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration. For more information, please visit their website at HopeVeteranStrong.com. Then we have Christian Humor for Christian humor for slash inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are in the social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian humor for slash inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. So if you've been listening to Marriage Mondays with the Kings for a while, you know that we always open up our show with a word of prayer. So we ask that if you are listening right now via radio or you're watching us live, if you are listening with your loved one, if you all can grab hands as we go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, dear God, just saying thank you, dear God. Thank you for being our protector. Thank you for being our provider. Thank you for being our healer. Thank you for waking us up on this morning, Heavenly Father, and allowing us to see another day. Dear God, we come before you humbly as we know how, dear God, just asking for forgiveness, Heavenly Father, that we come and repent of our sins before you, dear God. Dear God, anything that we have done, dear God, that is unpleasing unto you, we ask for forgiveness and say simply, we are sorry, dear God. We apologize, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we're asking and praying that you heal our lands, dear God. We know that we are still in the midst of this pandemic, Heavenly Father. We know that it is still ravaging not only here in the United States, but around the world, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would just come and heal like only you can do, dear God. Dear God, we're praying for those who are in the hospital right now, dear God, those who are sick in their mind and in their body, Heavenly Father. Those who have lost loved ones, dear God, we ask that your angels, dear God, will protect them, dear God. We are praying for strength, dear God. Dear God, we asking, dear God, that you would continue to help them during this time, dear God, whoever that may be. Dear God, those who are suffering from the effects of COVID, dear God, we ask that you would just be with them, Heavenly Father, in every area of their life, dear God, that you would just help them, dear God, that you would also give them strength, dear God. Dear God, tonight show we come to you asking that you would just speak through Kenya and I, Heavenly Father that your word would go forth, dear God, that it would fall on the grounds of good soil, dear God, deeply rooted soil, Heavenly Father, that this word on tonight would make people want to change for the better, Heavenly Father. Dear God, we ask that you would just continue to bless the stations that we are on right now, Heavenly Father, that the words that go forth on these stations, dear God, will be that that would 
bring glory unto you, dear God, that it will edify and recharge and build up others. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you will continue to cover Kenya and I as we continue to go forth in your word and the things that you have put on our heart to speak. Dear God, less of us and more of you. We ask that you will continue to just have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And our foundational scripture for the show is Matthew, the 19th chapter in the sixth verse. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What God is joined together, let no one separate. And so our motto here for Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which which lead to stronger families and stronger communities. And our disclaimer, views expressed on the show are those of the host, guests, and callers, and they're not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. Also, please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our show is for ministry educational purposes only. Also note that topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these topics. No information, and again, I say, especially for tonight's topic, no information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so if you weren't able to join us last week, just want to do a quick recap of last week's show, which was entitled Growing Together in Marriage, Mm -hmm. and that two being spelled Mm T-W-O, together. Mm -hmm. And so in that particular show, we had a lot of good information about individuals deciding to become married Mm -hmm. and then growing with each other, the decisions that you made, the things that you may go through and how you enhance your relationship. Mm -hmm. And so if you missed that show and you want to catch back up, not only on that show, but on other shows that we've done as well, please go over to our website, www.marriagemondayswiththekings.com. Yes. And so we want to go ahead and put this out here for those of you who are listening via radio, podcast, whatever the case may be. If you desire to join us tonight live, please go to Marriage Mondays with the Kings Facebook page or YouTube channel. Go right now and you can join us live for tonight's show. Now, listen, this is going to be a real conversation that is needed. It is needed. We do not know if we will be able to get through all the things in just tonight's show. In one show, there may be a part two, but we're just going to roll with God on this. Mm -hmm. Okay. now the topic is who is going to take care of you if and when again, who is going to take care of you if and when? And our question of the week, why are people no longer preparing for their futures? Mm. Once again, the question of the week, why are people no longer preparing for their futures? So just to let you all know how this topic came about, of course, you know, those who support us or whatnot reached out. This has been an ongoing conversation um, as to why it seems like um, like our show, who's going to take care of you? dynamics have changed. And in the conversations that we've had, it made me think about a recent actor who passed away, um, how his spouse, you know, reached out and different things like that. And just if you pay attention to the dynamic over the past few years, how when it comes to someone becoming ill, uh, someone passing away, or whatever the case may be, it seems like there is no plan. Mm-hmm. 
So we really going to dig into this tonight and have a real conversation. This is not to down anyone. It's not to make anyone feel bad, but the conversation need to be had. We are praying that by the time, whether it be one show or two shows that we do, that individuals will move mm-hmm. <laughs> and start planning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me not get too far into it. What you got, Miss King? You know, really just uh, jumping off into uh, the, the subject, you know, why are people not preparing for their future? And I think this is covered in a lot of different areas, whether it's just their future of getting married, mm-hmm. uh, maybe preparing for their children to go to school. Right. Uh, we don't prepare for that sickness that comes out of nowhere or ultimately, you know, when death occurs. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it seems like individuals um, nowadays just saying, well, you know what? You never know that day or that time. So when it comes, it, it happens at that point. Right, uh, right. That's what I have my children for. That's what I got family for. They're mm-hmm. supposed to take care of all of that. And not only doing research, but also just looking back over the past few years, we're seeing it where more and more individuals are turning to GoFundMe pages, you know, help right. from the community. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, the Bible tells us we're supposed to be there for individuals. We're supposed to give uh, with a cheerful heart. And it's nothing wrong with that. But I think for a lot of individuals, uh, they kind of have an attitude like, well, when it's my time, I'm not going to be here anymore. So I'll just let my family worry about that. Right. It's like whatever. Precisely. Now, if your family is prepared for that and that's the way that things go, then it's nothing wrong with that. But if there is an issue where, you know, you have passed on and now nobody knows what to do because no one has uh, made any plans, the money isn't available, there wasn't a life insurance policy or something of that nature. What does that do for that family? And right. I think maybe a lot of people have known individuals that have fell into that uh, particular uh, role and how things came out for that family. And so I think it's also important to let everyone know we understand financial situations. Right, right. Everybody doesn't have the same amount of income. Some people have bad start, bad finishes. And so there's a different area, if you will, that we have to take a look at because everybody doesn't have the same. Mm -hmm. But that's when the community is really supposed to come together. But it doesn't negate the fact that sometimes if we prepare ahead of time Mm -hmm. and then that comes about, Mm -hmm. it would be a lot easier for the family. Right. And I'll talk about making things a little easier for the family as we go along in the show. Yes. And so... The thing, it made me think about this. Okay. I remember growing up and some of you all may have a very familiar story, but I remember growing up to where, um, and it's not like to try to throw anybody. I remember growing up seeing when someone would pass away, it's almost like a hat would be passed. A meeting would be had with the family to say, Hey, it's going to cost And I'm talking about, I mean, I'm not that, you know, I'm not old and stuff, but it's going to cost, let's say $7,000 to have the whole service and bury the loved one, whatever. And it was more so like, okay, who's going to pitch in or who's going to kick in? And then, okay, well, let's just pass this hat around or pass this bucket around and whatever you got or whatever you can commit to kick in to bury this loved one. That is what we're going to do in order to get the loved one buried. Now, I've seen that in one aspect. I've also seen to where I remember family would prepare, mm-hmm. okay? That's what we're talking about on tonight. Would prepare to ensure that they were good. Now, I'm not talking about the whole family. I'm talking about, um, let's say I see my grandparents where they had the conversation. They wanted to be buried beside each other in a certain plot, in a certain cemetery. So they would pay so much a month to whatever the bill was. So that way, when the time came, 
It was already known. It was already written down. Preparation was had. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is where we we've paid off the plots. This is how, you know, where we want to be buried. This is the plot numbers that we have for our specific plots. And this is who you can talk to in case, you know, when that time comes. So the preparation alleviated the burden. Come on, somebody, mm -hmm. let's be real. The burden on the family. Okay. Because if you think about it and we're talking about death right now, but we can even like Kenya was saying in all aspects is it's to the point right now where people are not preparing for anything. You, 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 you know, you're going to get married, but we are not putting monies aside and we are not, um, and I'm talking to the singles right now. Okay. This is something to think about. We want to have this big lavish wedding for social media. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now me and Kenya, we not down in anybody. When me and Kenya got married, we got married in the country of Germany, justice of the peace in the courthouse. Mm -hmm. Boom. Okay. And it was still as special when we renewed our vows, we wasn't going to go fund me to say, Hey, go fund me didn't exist back then, but help me get, help us get married. No, we saved up the money and strategically planned. So we would not be in debt starting off or, you know, even while we were in marriage, where is the preparation? That's the question. So I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. Cause I was thinking about this. God, forgive me if I'm wrong. But this is just what I feel, okay? And y'all drop y'all comments. Let us know what you think. Hit that share button because, baby, since y'all can't have the conversations with y'all's family, let me and Mr. King do it for you, okay? <laughs> so with that being said, I believe when an individual thinks in their mind that, hey, I'm going to do this. So let's let's use me and Kenya. We're not like this, by the way. If anybody really knows us, we are not like this if you don't know us. But let's just say we were doing for our children when they became adults. And the reason why we're doing that is because we want them to automatically take care of us when we get older. OK, now, back in the day, if you think back in the day, that's how it used to be. Back in the day, households operated off of one income. Now, if we look at the reality of things in this day and time in 2021, households are operating off of two incomes because of inflation. Now, let me get back to what I was saying and what I think. If you do something for someone just because you expect them to in turn do something for you, mm -hmm. I believe that to be manipulation especially if you hadn't had a conversation with the individual. So if, you know, when me and my husband grow older, I pray that God gives us longevity in life. But when we grow older, we all know what life cycles is like. When you get older, things start to slow down, break down, whatever, especially if you don't do what you need to do to take care of yourself, health-wise, mental-wise, your body, eat well, exercise and do all the things. So I believe it to be manipulation. And the Bible speaks about manipulation in so many different scriptures. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can start with, I was writing it down, Leviticus 25 and 17. We can look at first Thessalonians four and six. Just what does the Bible say about manipulation? Read it. God does not like it and he is not well pleased, mm -hmm. but that's what it seems like the world is turning to, especially when it comes to the relationships with parents and children and family members and different things like that. You're doing things because you it's an end game result for you. Mm -hmm. Not that it's necessarily out the goodness of your heart. So that way, when you get old, 
And if your children are not capable for some reason of taking care of them, then you can throw that good old guilt trip on them. Well, I remember I sacrificed and I did this and I took care of you. And I, da, 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 da. wait a minute, wait a minute. As parents, that is our job. That is our charge. Okay. We decided to have them children, our children. So why are we manipulating them for the reverse? That's a good point. You yes. shouldn't have to mm -hmm. manipulate if you did what you were supposed to do as a parent because your child would want to do everything in return to take care of you, but you don't have to manipulate them. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think for a lot of individuals, uh, this is a hard conversation to have. Yes. Very hard conversation to have. And some people don't like to sit down and talk about, you know, what's going to happen if I'm not here. Mm -hmm. But the conversation needs to be had. Right. Even more so in preparation for marriage. You may want to have that conversation. If we get married, um, I'm from Boston and you're from L.A. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to be buried at? What do we want to do? What does right. your family think about this? Because we all know sometimes when death comes upon us, it brings the worst out of some people. Come on, amen. It brings the worst out. We're going to talk about that a little yes. later on. But when I say you need to have the conversation, you need to have that conversation early. Mm -hmm. and, and I'll give you guys just a good example. Um, uh, my children was, were here um not long ago before my oldest son uh got ready to go overseas in the air force mm -hmm. and before he left i pulled all the kids together outside of my two daughters one that was in germany and one that was here i pulled all the boys together and i had a conversation with them and i said look y'all not gonna want to hear this and i said i'm not comfortable talking about this as well but it's a conversation that has to be had mm -hmm. if something should happen to me this is what y'all need to do Mm -hmm. First of all, y'all need to band together. Mm -hmm. You need to pray and keep your mother lifted up. Mm -hmm. You need to help mom make the difficult decisions if that be the case. Don't be arguing and fighting over cars, house, mm -hmm. anything of that nature. Mm -hmm. I said, because if you do, I'm going to come back and hunt all y'all. <laughs> all right. And you probably did. I tell did tell them. That. Them. And they were sitting there looking at me like, dad, why are you having this conversation? I said, because you never know when something happens. Right. Then I went even further. I went deeper. If something should happen to me and your mom mm -hmm. at the same time, oldest, you better take care of these other ones. Yeah. Y'all have a older sister and a younger sister. They better be squared away. Mm -hmm. Everything needs to be done where everyone benefits. I don't care if y'all all stay in the same house, but this is what's going to occur. Right. And I broke it down to them in that uh, manner. It was a hard conversation to have, but it was necessary. So God forbid, if that time comes, they're prepared. Right. Hopefully they will remember those things that I talk about. They will fall back on that and they will put those things into place. Right. This is the thing that I wrote down. Uh, my wife had hit it before, and I said, we have to talk about it before marriage. We have to plan. It's called preparation. Come on, come on. The word pre is there for a reason. That you're doing it beforehand. Right. All right. right. In other words, uh, something that we say at work all the time, we have to start learning how to be proactive, doing things ahead of time instead of being reactive. Mm -hmm. Because when you're reactive, you may make some bad decisions. You may put your family more in depth than what they really need to be because you're trying to hurry up and do something. You miss some fine print or you forget to do something that's going to cost you more money later on. And we're going to talk about that as well. Right, so right. this is the thing that I'll tell anyone. I don't care if you're married, single, whatever case may be. You have to get your affairs in order mm -hmm. and you have to talk about it early on so that you don't have to argue about it later on. on I'm going to say that again. You talk about it early on so that you don't have to argue about it later on. Mm, 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 mm. That's good. So I'm glad that he was that that you was talking about preparation and mm -hmm. things like this. I'm going to be real and keep in mind in our disclaimer, 
we said the things that we speak about on our show is not based upon counseling experiences. These are just general conversations. I am going to put out some real life examples of things that I've heard. Okay. Mm -hmm. Singles. Let's start with you all because you know, in marriage matters of the Kings, we do not forget about the singles. Now with the singles, it is very important. A lot of individuals do not like to go to premarital counseling. The truth being is that you do not want to mess up this good thing. You want everything to stay in a fairy tale stage. But what we don't understand is that when we do not go to premarital counseling and let some of that rooted stuff come up, you're going to end up arguing about it in your marriage. Let's just be Mm -hmm. real. Any married person that's been on here, they could tell you right now in the comments, amen, amen. Mm -hmm. Y'all, okay, come on now. Because amen mean you in agreement. You already know. Nobody's marriage is perfect, but it will... If you prepare in premarital counseling, you can have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that I've heard individuals, who's going to take care of you? That's what our show is about tonight. I have heard individuals say out of their mouth, I've seen individuals when that sickness and what what is it sickness and health mm-hmm. that's part of the vows that the traditional vows mm-hmm. when it came to they was good in the health part but baby when it came to sickness they dipped yep. they left they said i've heard i heard a lady say this when her husband fell sick at a young age i did not sign up for this cuz i was just like but you, but you his wife though. I did not sign up for this. I am too young to be sitting up here taking care of somebody that fell crippled. This lady was talking about her husband. This is why it is important for you to know the things in premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because not trying to be mean. Everybody is not on the up and up when it comes to marriage. People get married because of the benefits that they see that they will receive. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just speaking truth. Mm -hmm. This is not in every case. When I married Mr. King, I didn't marry him for no benefits. I married this man because I love him and I believe he did the same thing for me. But see, loyalties, more so as we go long in life, are getting less and less Mm -hmm. to where people are not even loyal to their own spouse. Okay, so with that being said, ask the tough questions. If you are in a place that you are a therapist or whatever the case may be, a pastor, pastoral care, counseling, please, in your sessions, incorporate with the individual. So what do you think? What does it look like? Ask these questions of your clients. The sickness, you know, if sickness was to fall, God forbid. If the in-law, your in-law was needed to take care of, How do you all see this as future husband and wife? What is that going to look like? Because the daughter-in-law may be like, I didn't sign up to take care of my Mm mother-in-law. The husband may be like, I didn't sign up to take care of. So these conversations need to be had because everybody is not marrying for the right reason. Having the conversations and you dating, you engage. Let me say you engage, you thinking about marriage. This is a conversation that need to be had. If I fall ill, what are you trying to do? Because baby, they, oh, okay, I'm going to throw you smooth up in the nursing home. And I'm not trying to um, speak ill of nursing homes, facilities, and different things like that, but they are not what many of them, I'm not going to say all of them, are not what they were before. Mm-hmm. Many Definitely. of the nursing facility workers are not getting paid. They're just due pay. 
We've seen what they went through through this pandemic and they're not getting paid their just due. So with that being said, a lot of them don't have the passion to care for the elderly. Mm-hmm. You paying your money, but your, your spouse that fell ill or your mom, your dad, your in-laws, whoever is sitting up with bed sores because they're not being flipped like they supposed to. <laughs> so these are the things and the conversations that need to be had. Let's start with this now. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, in having that conversation, one of the things that we have to understand, um, nobody knows when their time comes. Amen. And we have to prepare for that as if it could be tomorrow. I heard mm-hmm. people say live today like it was your last yes, day. Yes. So in that, once again, we need to prepare. Now, part of some of the reasons why individuals don't prepare, we talked about it. Some people just don't like to talk about that uh, morbid conversation of death. Right, right, right. Some individuals just don't have the knowledge of where do I get started? What do I need to do? Talk to a counselor, talk to a pastor that may know, because they may have uh, dealt with family members that have lost individuals Mm -hmm, before. mm -hmm. You may need to have that conversation with a financial planner Mm -hmm. or even an attorney to say, hey, I got this. I'm getting married. I am married. What do I need to do to ensure my family is taken care of? Right. You know, it's just a lot of different things that go there. Another reason why some individuals don't prepare is they just think it's never going to be them. Yep. I'm young. I'm healthy. Nothing's going to happen to me, you know, and there's nothing wrong with standing and believing on the word of God. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Yes. yes but we yes. all know that no man know it the day of the, of the on, hour. Come on. That's the word. And that's so word. what we have to understand is sometimes we have to go ahead and prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And because in my mind, uh, I'm just going to tell you my uh, example. I talked to you about how I talked to my children. Okay. My wife and I had that same conversation for years. When we first got married, she said, well, baby, if something happens, you ah. I yep. want to talk about that. Yeah. And he she would, would tell me, she go laugh now, but these were her words, baby, wherever we live in that, if we done bought the house, we got some land. Don't worry about putting me in the cemetery spending all that money. Put me out in the backyard. I'm like, no, nah, just girl. bury me in the back. Nope. <laughs> Not gonna happen. We don't need all to spend right? all that money. <laughs> we've talked about the money and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So we've got that pretty much laid out. We've even right. told our children, don't go spending a lot of money doing this, that, and other. Mm-mm. And it's a little different for us because we're veterans. Right, we right. have certain benefits that come along with that. This right. is what y'all do. Certain things will be taken care of. You have to do blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But some people just don't think it's never going to be them. Right. And the truth of the matter is you need to prepare now so that if that happens one day, it's already taken care of. Right. Let me give you a good example. My wife was just talking and said back in her day, uh, when she heard people talking about preparing for a funeral, a funeral may be $7,000. Mm-hmm. I looked it up on the internet. The average cost of a funeral uh, from the United States is between five and $9,000. Mm-hmm. That's the average cost. There are some that go way more than that. I was looking up an article and the gentleman said that he spent $17,000 on one of his family uh, members' funerals. Right. So that just shows you the range of how much it could cost. Mm-hmm. And so with that, if you're sitting around now and say, well, I don't have a five to $9,000 funeral policy or insurance policy. I don't have that saved for a funeral. You might want to start looking at that. Right. Right. And there's a lot of different things that you can start doing. Start putting wills in line. Yes. Put a living will in, in, um, 
order in case of someone gets sick, they become incapacitated. They can't make decisions mm-hmm. that someone is able to make that decision that that person wants. Right. Start looking at estate plans. Uh, they even have funeral plans that you can pay for. Now you start paying on it. And if something happens, it's already paid for. Right, right, right. And that was one of the things that my, my mother had talked to me about. She said, baby, I know you don't want to hear this. If something happens to me, you come home, you look at this place, go in this place, get this, this, that, go up and talk to so-and-so and, and get everything finished out. Mm-hmm. Those are the conversations we need to be having in preparation uh, for that. Right. So in seeing that, what we have to learn how to do, we are a society that wants to show everybody what we got right mm. now. Showboat. We got this house. We got this car. This mm-hmm. how much I'm putting on this. This how much I'm putting on that. And it's funny that we're doing exactly what the Bible tells us not to do. Come on, We're somebody. storing up on things that are sure to rust. Yes, yes. We're Spending $100,000 yeah. on a ring. There you go. Wedding ring. And, and we're putting our money into those things that we can't take with us. Come on. And so if we're going to spend some money, why not put something aside so that your children and your children's children can have an inheritance? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. Generational wealth. Proverbs, the 13th chapter, the 22nd verse. And I'm reading from the KGV says, okay. a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. Mm-hmm. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Mm-hmm. I want to break that down a little bit further. A good man leaves an inheritance. In other words, he's leaving something behind. Mm-hmm. It didn't say how much it was. Come on. An inheritance can be $20 or it could be $20 million. Right. But if you can leave something not only for your children, but for your children's children, look at the generational wealth that may be being built there. Mm. The second part of that, it says, uh, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, which means if you don't leave something for your children and take care of it, somebody else is going to get it. Come on. Yeah. How many times have we watched family members and loved ones pass away? They had all this land, all this stuff, but because somebody didn't take care of the taxes, now somebody else has. It. Right. It could have been your children's children. It could have been that legacy that you're supposed to be setting up. Right. Right. Another part of that, a good man left an inheritance to his children's children. We have to start learning how to build generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is making preparation so that your kids can be left with something. Watch this. Some people ain't going to believe this even if it's a zero balance. Mm, come on. I was thinking about that. Even if you yes. leave them with no uh, money, but there's nothing that they got to come out of their pocket for, that's a start. Come on. But all too often, we're not leaving them with that zero balance. We're putting them in the negative before they even get started. Right. And they're young adults. They're 19, they 20 years adults. old. Right. And they already picking up a debt because of someone's death. And we can prepare them and say, look, even though this is going to happen and you got to deal with this, I don't want to put that off on you. Right, right. Mm. And so we have to get out of that mindset. Well, I'm going to buy all this and have all that. And when I'm gone, somebody else will have to worry about it. Right. Somebody else got to worry about it. It's selfish. And think about this. You're putting those people farther in the hole than what they really need to be. Right. See, one of the things that I've seen over time uh, for a lot of different ethnicities, you would see that these individuals would go ahead and let me stock a little away here. Mm -hmm. Let me get a. $50,000 $50,000 policy that may be 20 something, I mean, 20 something dollars a month. Mm. Uh, let me do, and they may change it later on and make it grow. But in the end, everything was taken care of. Right. And I'll give you guys a good example. We had a um, very close uh, family friend of ours that lost a, fam- a family member a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. This individual made sure that when he passed on, his wife, God, I was going to talk about, was that. completely taken care of. Yes. Down the people coming in, taking care of the house, cleaning the house, 
uh, the yard being mowed, food, food being delivered, water. I mean, the whole nine. Now right. we know everybody may not want that or need that, but his mindset was that when I go, I want that transition to be come on, easier come on. on well, my, my spouse. spouse. Yes. And regardless, <laughs> even if it's not a spouse, if it's a, a child and you want to make it easier for your parent or a parent that wants to make it easier for that child, have that conversation, start preparing, putting a little bit aside is better than putting nothing aside at come all. On, come on. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's interesting. This topic of conversation has been had in various forms with individuals. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was saying since the pandemic yes. has started, mm-hmm. okay, Growing up, if you all think back, I'm sure you could remember where the elder the elder members in your family would live to 80, 90, 100 years old. Like that's a mm-hmm. blessing. You know what I'm saying? But let's look at the reality of today's time. You have individuals that's only living to 20, 30, and fi- 20, 30, 40, and maybe 50. Mm-hmm. So where 100 used to be a blessing, now it's almost like 50 is a blessing. Yeah. And if you live beyond 50, it's like, oh, my God. But the thing is, we as a people have come into this YOLO mindset. You only live once. Mm-hmm. So you out here living your best life. But you are not setting up provisions, okay? And I'm not trying to say that Kenya and I are better than anybody else, but because of how our hearts are. You know, like he said, I've been having conversations with him for years. Baby, what would you want? Mm-hmm. Baby, listen, I tell him all the time, don't be going to her spending all this money on me and all these different things like this. But see, this is what's happening in these later years because we are not preparing. And mm-hmm. it is our fault. We have to understand, let's talk about from a parent's perspective. Me as a mother never want to burden my children. You hear me? I have a feeling my husband feel the same way. We don't want to burden our children with anything. But because if I don't choose to prepare what things may look like Mm -hmm. or even say, hey, I would like this, that and the other. That's going to cause confusion between the children, especially if no conversation is being had like Mm -hmm. my husband had with our sons. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to cause confusion. Then let's keep it real, y'all. How many of you all (laughs) come on, somebody? It's going to be a lot of amens on this. How many of you all you've seen it or it happens in your own family? Nobody wants to volunteer to take care of the the loved one that's sick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Nobody wants to take care of mama. Nobody wants to take care of daddy. Nobody wants to take care of grandma, grandpa, whatever the case may be. But baby, as soon as they pass away, who's the first one trying to fight? For what's left behind. Let's be honest. I know I'm not the only one that mm-hmm. is witnessing that. And that is sad. You mm-hmm. hear me? You're not willing to put in the work to, to while the person is living. But baby, you the first one trying to act a whole fool. Let's be honest, because Bible talk about fools, okay? You up here acting a whole fool, trying to get the car, the house, the this, the that, how much money they got in the bank account and all this other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You the first one in line for that, but you're not the first one to help mm-hmm. when that loved one needed. This is something I've seen too. And I'm like, are people losing their bonds? So like my husband was talking about, as a husband and a wife, let's say the spouse passed away, whether it be the husband or the wife, but then you got brothers and sisters and mamas and daddies and cousins that you think that you gonna come this is all out of order okay that you gonna come and be able to get the material possessions that's left behind you gonna come and be able to get a truck a car a tv a, a toothbrush whatever the case may be 
and the spouse is still living? Who does that? Where do they do that at? But because of the mindset that individuals have of self, because of the mindset that nobody's lining up with God's word, no one is preparing. Everybody's like Kenya saying, running after the material things. Are we serious? We're not even preparing in marriage. Let's go to the husband and wife. We're not even preparing and getting life insurance policies. But yet still, we want to get mad at the world. Come on, somebody. Because you started a GoFundMe to bury your loved one and people are not contributing. This pandemic was hard times for for a lot of people, okay? You're not the only one that's going through. So it's the selfish, worldly mentality, not the godly mentality of individuals where you believe in your heart and your mind that it's everybody else's responsibility to take care of the things that you, mm-hmm. sir, ma'am, mama, daddy, should have prepared for. Don't become a burden where you're passing down, because we say we don't want to be a burden to our children, parents, but you passing down a burden because you putting them in debt because they don't know how they're going to bury you because everybody don't have benefits and different things like that and things that they set up. So here they are out here trying to get a $20,000 loan to have a funeral service for you and one that they feel that you should have Mm -hmm. because of the things that you did and you sacrificing all that when you mama and daddy should have been preparing so that way you are not a burden on your children after you go on Mm -hmm. and pass away. Yep, that's good. And and once again, I think one of the things we really have to um, drive home is the fact that it's not about material possessions and all of that stuff. Right. You know, you ask someone who's lost someone very close to them, and maybe that wasn't close to that person, you know, um, ask them if they want that person back, if they'd rather have that car. Wow. Or that money or that house or whatever the case may be. Mm. And as my wife was talking about, we've all seen it too often where, you know, when something happens, then everybody starts showing up one something. Come on. You know, and we got to get past that. Even the Bible, Luke 12, chapter the 15th verse in the New Living Translation says, life is not measured by how much you own. Come on. And when we really look at that, I was looking at a Facebook post not long ago, and it stated that, you know, everybody may not be created equal on earth. But when it comes to your time, you're, you're created equal because mm. that grave is six foot deep. Come on, come on. Whether yeah. you're rich, poor, in whatever the case may be, that grave is six foot deep. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing that I think we have to take away from this is really getting back to a culture, getting back in the presence of God, come on. getting back as family, mm. getting back as a generation where we see individuals as people, right? treat them accordingly mm-hmm. and still be able to move in the things that we want to do in life. Mm. It's nothing wrong with having a, a GoFundMe account. Mm-hmm. We understand some people just don't have it. Right. My wife and I have given uh, to numerous ones of those. It's not for any cloud or anything of that nature. It's just the fact that God tells you to give, be a yes. cheerful giver. Yes, and when yes. people are in need, we should help. Right. But it shouldn't be the only thing that people fall back on. Right. Uh, the other like thing, it's a requirement that, right. oh, you should help and you mm-hmm. call yourself a Christian. Lord Definitely. Jesus. And what we have to understand is these last two years, maybe the end of 2019 going into 20 to where we are right now in 2021 has made some people wake up. Right. I was reading an article and I want to say the article was by Curtis Bunn. I believe he's a journalist out of Atlanta. But it's somewhere in there, I think it stated that over 54 or 56 percent of African-Americans now are purchasing life insurance. Mm. Why is that? Mm. Well, you look what COVID-19 did to a lot of individuals. Right. 
people didn't know what was coming up. You didn't know if you were going to be the next one Mm -hmm. or if it was going to be your child. So the preparation had to take place. My question is, why does it have to get to a place in our lives where everything is so so messed up like COVID-19 before we start doing something? Right, right, right. Why not start that preparation phase so that when it does occur, it's going to be hard. You don't want to deal with it, but it may be a little easier because you don't have all that added stress on you. That's true. The other thing that I wanted to kind of uh, take a look at was, was this, you know, for a lot of individuals that may be listening to us, um, you may have a spouse or a family member that's a veteran. Mm. And a good thing to do is to talk to those individuals because a lot of people have passed away. They're wondering how a person is going to get buried or whatever the case may be. And they found out someone said, hey, I thought that person was in the Army or the Navy. And it was like, really? Then when they checked with casualty affairs, they found out there were some benefits there for that individual. So if you've got individuals that may be sick or elderly or just in the general conversation, have you ever been in the military? Mm -hmm. That way, that is a help right there. Ask individuals, do you have a life insurance policy? Mm -hmm. Come on. Is there anything that's in place? Mothers and fathers with children, go ahead and get your children covered for something. Right. Uh, I'm not trying to advertise for any individuals, but there's a lot of I, I get so many Gerber life insurance things in the right. mail. I'm sick of seeing them. But my wife and I covered our children from early ages. Mm-hmm. There's little things that, that you can start putting in place so that you don't have to have the headaches that are coming uh, later on if something like that does uh, occur. Right. And then right. as as a parent. This is the way I wanted to go about it. I want to accomplish a couple of things when I talk to my children in case something ever happens to me. Mm -hmm. One, I wanted to be considerate of them. Mm. When a child loses a parent, it can be a very hard thing. Mm -hmm. How can I make that easier for them? Right. Well, a lot of that planning factor doesn't even have to be done. It's already done. This is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be considerate. I'm trying to ease it for them. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be hard for them when that time comes. But guess what? I want to make it easy as I possibly can. Give your loved ones some peace of mind. Mm. Because so many people, if you pass away, it is going to be hard for them to move on. And it makes it even harder when they say, I did not celebrate that person's life the way that they should have been celebrated. Yeah. Because one, some people decide, I just want to be cheap. Right. Two, everybody else want a part of the life insurance money, but nobody don't want to pay for the funeral. Come on. Three, I want to come in the house and start taking things that I said I bought for them. Well, if you bought it for them, then it's theirs. Right. And whoever they left it to is who they left it to. Right. Let's all be considerate. Let's be passionate. Let's give those individuals that pass away the honor that they deserve. Mm -hmm. And with that, we've all heard it so many times before. Let's not wait till they pass away. Everybody says, give me my flowers while I yet live. Right. Now, the question that you have to ask yourself, what kind of flowers are you giving? Mm. Mm. Some of us will easily say, well, I'm just going to pick something off the side of the road and give it to this individual. And that's going to be well and dandy. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it's the thought that counts. But can we honor and celebrate people as they are now? Because once they are there in that uh, funeral home or in that church service or that graveside service, everybody wants to cry and boohoo then. And there's nothing wrong with having your emotions and and being sorrowful and, and grieving. But the other thing you got to take a look at, what did you tell those people before they left? Mm. What did you do for them before they left? Right, right. And, you know, so I know I start off speaking to um, singles and we're talking about premarital counseling for those of you who just joined in. Mm-hmm. Um, what our show title is, and I know you, we even got to going. So, but tonight's show is who is going to take care of you if and when. So we kind of been talking a lot about um 
if a loved one passed away, spouse, you know, parent or whatever the case may be. And so I spoke about singles and then talking about this thing in premarital counseling, those who are in the position of a counselor, whether it be pastoral, licensed counselor, whatever the case may be, have this, have this, please come up in your premarital sessions, Mm -hmm. single parents. So for those of you, we talked about married individuals. So for those Mm -hmm. of you who are single parents, if something happens to you, who's going to take care of your children? Wow. That's a good one. That's good. Now, what used to happen back in the day is that the mother, the father, your parent, your mom, your dad, or your grandparents. So you, I've seen here recently where grandma is 70, 80 years old. And now all of a sudden, when grandma should be enjoying her golden years, grandma is taking care of three little kids under the age of 10. These are the things that, and this is my thing. Don't just think, oh, if something happened to me, this person's going to automatically. No, what we're saying tonight, have the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Have the conversation with the individual that you're thinking that you have in mind, because that's not right. It's not right for you to not prepare because all of us need to prepare. And all of a sudden we just assume that if something happened to us, that an individual was just going to inherit our five children, especially when you don't know what's going on in that individual's life. Okay, you ain't talked to this joker in five years and then you don't know that this individual is taking care of their elderly parents. Mm -hmm. And now you want to tack on your five kids. Where is the mother or father? Is there joint custody? These are things that an individual needs to know if you're a single parent. You know what I'm saying? And trust me, Kenya and I have both been single parents. So we know this. The other thing. If you're older, you're you're a mother, you're a father, you whatever. Do you have the provision set up? Have you had the conversation as Kenya's had? We come on now, we you know, we we're not old, but we've had we had the conversation with our children. We've had when our son went off to the military. I, I you can ask him if you ever meet our oldest son, uh, baby. You do know that, that God forbid something happened to me and daddy, you didn't inherit these children, right? I just want you to know. Mm-hmm. And his response was, oh, mama, ain't nothing going to happen to you and daddy for a long, long time. That joke will probably praying, you know. But knowing that they will band together to, to do what they need to do. But, but this is the caveat. This is the extra piece to it. Although they band together to do what they need to do, it is our responsibility as parents to make sure that we have set up the provisions, Mm -hmm. okay? Because it is unfair for our 25-year-old son, being that he's the oldest to inherit all this and then inherit a whole bunch of debt as well. Me and my husband don't have life insurance policies and we don't have policies on our children that's under the age and all these other kinds of things like that. That is the responsibility of a parent. So so if you are older, you out here living your best life, you YOLO and you going on vacation, your home look nice, your vehicle look nice, you look nice every time you step out, but you broke, you are in debt, you got credit cards maxed out, you have no life insurance policies, but in your mind, you thinking if something happened to me, this is the one that's going to take care of me, you haven't had the conversations, you might find yourself ended up in a nursing home because you ain't had the conversations, okay? Because if you have the conversations with the individuals that you are thinking and all these categories that I've said, then 
If that person responds back to you and say, yes, I will take on that responsibility, that allows that person to start making provisions as to what they would do to take care of you when and if. And this ain't just for old people. You got people that are 20 years old right now. And especially because of COVID, they on oxygen. They then lost parts of their bodies and their lungs. They can't breathe fully like they used to. They're stricken to wheelchairs. Mm. Okay, this is what's going on today. I'm telling you what I know. So I'm going to say this thing before I pass it back over to my husband. One thing that they used to say, and he'll agree with it, I'm sure when we were both um, non-commissioned officers in the military and those who are in the military, you understand is those who are civilians, you probably don't. But those who have been in leadership, you may. You operate in leadership. One of the things that they told us while we were in training to become leaders in the military is put it in black and white. And they were talking about uh, when something happened with your soldier or your service member that you are responsible for as a leader, um, for civilians, you can equate this to it. They're your employee. Whatever's done, put it in black and white. And they said the reason being is because if it's not documented, it never happened. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to wills, it need to be documented in mm-hmm. black and white. When it comes to estates, like my husband was just saying, it needs to be documented in, in black and white. You pass away. It needs to be documented as this goes to this child, that child, blah, blah, blah. That alleviate all that argument. Mm-hmm. This is where I want to be buried. This is where my policy is at. This is who my policies are with because we have multiple insurance policies. You know what I'm saying? This is who they are with. If it's not in black and white, it never happened. So you are at the will of the state mm-hmm. and attorneys and judges to decide what your fate will be because you did not prepare. You was out Definitely. here living your best life. OK, Definitely. so that's something to keep in mind. And, and I'm glad my wife kind of uh, segued into that because I had a Bible scripture. Second Kings, the 20th chapter in the first verse. In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill. Okay. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, thus says the Lord, set your house in order for you shall Mm. die and not live. Yes. Set your house in order. Now, Mm -hmm. one of the things my wife was alluding to, uh, oftentimes you got to make sure you got that will. Right. Like she said, if, if it ain't written in black and white, it ain't got that state seal or whatever the case may be, it never happened. That's why you have a lot of people that said, well, granny told me I can have this, that, and the other. Doesn't matter because once it goes into court, it's all up to the court. Right. So let me give you an example. I was reading another article and a young lady had lost her mother. Mm -hmm. They decided to sell her mom's house. Half of the money that they got from selling the house had to go for legal fees. Mm -hmm. Over 40 something thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken, I read an article that they had to pay for uh, legal fees that could have been set up for someone else, for the kids, for doing something else. But they gave half of that money away all because there was no will. Right, right, right. So you got to set those things up. You want to try to keep as much with the family as you possibly can or or to whoever you decide to leave, uh, you know, your belongings and your wealth to. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to receive that. I gave Mm -hmm. you the other Bible verse for that. Right. And it can be done that that way in a lot of ways. It's because you're going to pay judges or lawyers, you know, legal fees. It could be paying back taxes on something. It could be to the fact that somebody else says, well, I owe claim to this because this person told me that. 
And now you're fighting with that individual in court. And if they end up getting something that's not rightfully theirs, who is to blame? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. We have to make sure the things that we're working for. Everyone says, well, I worked hard to get this house or this car or this land or whatever. Then make sure it keeps that name on that. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're passing down generational wealth. Make sure it's not just for your children, but your children's children, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means children. If mom and dad pass away and leave you something, don't be so quick to sell it. Come on. Keep it so that your kids' kids can Right, leave. right, right. Why do you think we have a lot of individuals that they started out with 50 acres, then they got 100, now it's 150, then 300, now they got thousands of acres. Right, They right. kept it in the family. Right. Don't be so quick and money hungry to throw something out there that someone has left you and say, let's get the money for it for right now, mm. because that's what it's for. Mm. It's just for right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Different situations and circumstances, sometimes people have to do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you ain't got to do what you want to do. Right, right. You know what, baby? I, I got a feeling that this was probably going to happen. I really believe that we should do a part two to this show. Yeah. We, what we do you think? Yeah. I think we need to keep this thing going because what I desire not to happen <coughs> is me. that we rush through this. Mm-hmm. I think we need a, a part two. We might have to go live next week and do a part two to this show. What you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, because it's a lot to be said and what we would like for the viewers to do, send us your comments. Tell that us part, what you're, I was just about to say that. Tell us what you're thinking, whether you agree or disagree. This is one of those things where we can't point a finger and say somebody is right or wrong. Right, right. Situation, you know, dictates. Mm-hmm. But if we get more knowledge out there, if we get more experience out there and we're letting people know what's going on, then maybe somebody benefits from that. Right. But the thing that we cannot do is continue going on doing the same old thing, funeral after funeral after funeral. Right, right. Before somebody finally gets it. Yes. When are we really going to get it? Yes. Because you have a lot of individuals that grow through this and years and months down, months and years down the line, they never had a chance to grieve. Right. Because they were so busy taking care of business. Right, right, right. They wow. never cried for three years when their Not mom that. passed away because they're still fighting with a brother and sister over who gets five acres of land. Right. That they probably ain't got the money to pay the taxes on in the first place. Right. Well, they, they go sell it, pay the taxes or whatever. Or, right, you know, right. And, and that's what we have to take a look at. We have to start valuing people instead of things. Yes. We have to get to a point where our preparation in life is exactly what God said he wanted for us to do. Mm -hmm. We prepare to leave a generation, a legacy to our kids. Mm -hmm. If we want our kids to be the lender and not the borrower, the borrower, we got to start doing it. If we want them to have cattle on a thousand hill, when somebody leaves us five, we can't sell them and and splendor on the money. We need to take those five and see if they're going to make 10 and and, and further and further. So our children's children have something to live off of right they're left with generational wealth it was being displayed for us all throughout the bible mm-hmm. from genesis to exodus i mean genesis to uh revelation you can look in there and see what god had promises for his people right all right, the way right. down the line mm. but are you going to be that one that keeps on receiving god's promises or are you going to be the person that shuts that valve off right i'm that individual that wants guys to open up that valve and let the uh windows of heaven open and let it rain as the song says Right. I don't want to get to that point where something dries up for my children, mm-hmm. my grandchildren, their children. I want a legacy left down the line. If you look behind me, the name, I want that name to be fully represented right. for what it means. Right. So we have decided <laughs> that we're going to continue this um, next week. We will go live. Please drop your comments. 
your some of you all have been through these situations. If you do not want your name to be shared, please indicate that. If you are comfortable with your first name, you know, whatever being shared with your mm-hmm. story or whatever that you've been through, um, you feel like we've spoke to you, you fe- feel like you a child that, you know, feel that you're, whatever the case may be, contact us. Um, we would ask that you go through our website, marriagemondayswiththekings.com. Use the contact us tab. That will be one form to funnel everything through because if you inbox us and DM and all those different things on our social media, we may not get your comment. Mm-hmm. So please go to marriagemondayswiththekings, our website.com, and then select the contact us tab. So we're going to go have to go ahead and close out tonight's show for the sake of time. But we will continue because I got some things in my head. Why do people think it's the responsibility of church to bury your loved one mm. come on somebody come That's on so anywho we gonna go ahead and um yeah go ahead mr king no 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 that just popped up in my mind and i was like this would be a good segment for next week so i'm not gonna even put that out okay. there almost okay save that thing for that but what i will say uh once again is this um we enter into marriage and there's a lot of individuals who are, are single mm-hmm. what we want to make sure that we do regardless if we're married single we get kids we got loved ones Let's leave something for them. Right. Let's build up a legacy. Let's do what we need to do and put people on the positive side and not a negative side. Okay. So that wraps up our show for tonight. We want to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our sponsors. We have Hope, which is helping our patriots evolve. This is space for our veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they are accepted and understood. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community, such as the Veteran Health Administration. Please visit their website website at hopeveteranstrong.com. Next up, Christian Humor 4 slash Inspiration. Now, this is a group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. So if you're in the social media, please go and search them on Facebook at Christian Humor 4 slash Inspiration. Now, if you are looking to buy or sell a home, especially in the great state of Texas, um, Prolific Moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors.com. Or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. So again, scratch what we was going to do for next week. Join us back as we are going to do part two going live on our Facebook or YouTube channel Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be talking about who is going to take care of you if and when part two. We still got questions. Question of the week, why are people no longer preparing for their future? Again, leave your comments at marriagemondayswiththekings.com. Select the contact us tab. We got like 59 seconds left. What you got to say, Mr. King? I'm ready for next week. I'm just going to say three words. Prepare for your future. Mm, prepare mm. for your future. So with that being said, again, if you have any comments, if you've been through this situation, if you are currently, God forbid, arguing with, you know, loved ones and different things like that, or someone who is ill, all of a sudden you got the responsibility of taking care of extra children or, you, you know, you, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're not saying that we're right. We gave scriptures and different things like that. The only thing that we're saying is feel free to share your testimony. We'll keep your your name private. Um, Or if you say we can say your first name, we'll say the first name or you could say whatever state you're from to protect your privacy. But we know the things that we see, you Mm -hmm. know, feel free to share with us. So. 
Thank you so much for joining us tonight for Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Join us back next week at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The The Rock. Rock.